Hi. Hello. Welcome back to Tea and a Chat. With Harry and Sarah. Woo. Yeah, there we go. We're getting there eventually. <laughs> boring. Finally. Boring. It's not boring. I mean, I still think if someone just comes in on, on this episode, listens to our podcast for the first time. Well, if someone does that, what are you doing? Go back to season one, episode <laughs> one, and then listen, and then come back here. <laughs> Well, listen to them all the way through. It'd be great. Yeah. I mean, you do what you want to do. To be fair, I guess the thing with these podcasts is there's some that are like really, they're quite kind of specific. If you saw something, you're like, oh, that's relevant. You'd listen to it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So they they would listen to us and think, wow, they're like really cool, really smart, really clever. I'm going to go back to the start and listen to them all. Uh, or they're going to go, whoa, she's big-headed, that's yeah, Ed it, Undo. In which case, start from episode one, season one, work your way through, and by the end of it, or this point, you'll be like, actually, yeah, they are really cool, really. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know, it's I don't funny. know. Do you think you're cool? No. I think you're quite I, cool. No, I am the most uncool person. Nah, right? you're wrong. I'm, I think I'm, I'm more hilarious, than but I don't... No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> I think I'm funny in like an uncool way, you know. Funny, well, like a like a dad. Yeah, yeah, that's my vibe. <laughs> what was it? <laughs> no, you know take, what take I mean. Take from that what you will. No, 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 no. <laughs> anyway, moving on, Harry. Yeah. What drink do you have today? I've got um, lemon water today. I think I've had lemon water a few times. Uh, I haven't. I have consumed a tea today. The thing is, I don't tend to consume more than one sort of regular tea. And when I say regular tea, we all know it's an Earl Grey tea by this stage. If you've been listening from day one, yeah, so depending boring. on how regular you feel that is. Well, I'll have a peppermint tea. I haven't had a peppermint tea, today. but I tend to have like one version of something a day. I'll have like one coffee, one tea, one peppermint tea, and that'll be enough. I don't know. Harry loves a routine. He wakes up, has his coffee, <laughs> swiftly do. followed by a lemon water and a tea. And then maybe if it's a fancy day, you'll have peppermint tea midday, but not always. And then That's a, a mood-dependent one for me. And then in the evening, I'll have a decaf cough and a chamomile tea off to bed. That's just how you like to be, and that's okay. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> what have you got? I, I well, I do have a tea over there, but it's pretty much finished now. So I just have some tropical juice. Tropical juice left from my breakfast. What is this tropical juice? Is it um, Tropicana, Innocent? No, I don't know. You don't know. It's from Tesco. It's from Tesco. Tesco's own. <laughs> I don't know. It just came in a bottle. That <laughs> I don't pay attention to what you're buying. Uh, the one from Tesco. It was like. One pound sixty. I can tell you, for all those listening who are really intrigued, it was an innocent tropical. Why ask me then? I thought you might know. (laughs) It's interesting to know. I feel like an imposter. What we're going to do next time is we're going to get Zara to drink a different type of tropical juice, which may be Tesco's own, or it might be Tropicana, or I don't know, whatever other brands of fruit juice there are out there and see if you can find the difference find the difference <laughs> spot the difference spot in the your difference. juice you this is tea my, in a chat you missed my dad joke oh you didn't, you didn't. Let's go again i said kind of in that funny i said <laughs> it's not really a dad joke but i said i feel like i'm in wait again again sorry do i, I need to set you up <laughs> oh, i said 
I feel like an imposter. <laughs> you oh. get it because we're doing imposter syndrome. You get it? Ah, oh, that went down like a lead balloon. So, as Zara's <laughs> somewhat <laughs> creatively, use that word in an open way, creatively, See, I am uncool. <laughs> creatively mentioned, this podcast is about imposter syndrome, which I think is something that very much affects all different people yeah. in any stage of life, wherever you may be. Yeah, it's obviously very prevalent in the performing arts world, I think. Absolutely. But it, it, this goes for everyone. Like, you could be a bin man and have imposter syndrome, you know? Like, it, it's... Mm. I think we've all felt like it at some stage in some way. I mean, if you haven't, then great congrats that's pretty awesome you should probably come off of this podcast now go <laughs> check out one of the other one's ones this not for you <laughs> unless you listen to it and find out oh actually that I have felt this you yeah know, this. true so um, anyway what would we say imposter s- syndrome is like well basically in my view imposter syndrome is feeling like you're not good enough in some way to be somewhere to be in a certain group doing mm-hmm. a certain thing being with certain people it's it's your brain in some way saying you're not deserving of being here you don't know enough you haven't learned enough you're not good enough it's almost like self-sabotage isn't it in a way yeah like yeah i guess it is self-sabotage yeah yeah um yeah and i guess we'll probably reference it a lot in regard to well, I know for me it makes me think of class scenarios mm. or, or workshop scenarios of some kind. Every hip-hop class I've ever gone into, <laughs> I've walked in and been like, I should not be here. Every dance class I've ever gone into. <laughs> nah, I didn't mind some dance classes, but no. I've... <laughs> it's not really... I, I, I naturally shrivel up inside and feel my inner being go, oh my God. Sometimes Harry takes part in our courts dance classes is at the customs house of shields if you want to come along but <laughs> you are actually really good and you don't give yourself credit for how good you are and you're well, like no no rubbish imposter syndrome is imposter syndrome <laughs> i mean the last thing i joined in on though was your warm-up the other day and then <laughs> i pulled a muscle in my back so but not even doing my warm-up that's okay. just the world telling me <laughs> You need to clarify. I didn't make you pull a muscle no, doing your warm up. No, of course you didn't. He it had, was me he doing. Had the... Finished doing the warm up, and he stood up in yeah. a weird way and pulled a muscle. Yeah, I think uh, I should have. Yeah. Anyway, maybe I just didn't warm up vigorously enough. Maybe not. Oh well. <laughs> anyway, we're all good now. Okay, so imposter syndrome is that generally that feeling of like. I don't belong. I'm not good enough. Why? Why am I here? What? It's almost like a you have that. You know, like in a movie where you have that. You see that people have like a freeze moment, and they're like, "What's going on?" Like it's a little bit like that mm. sometimes. In, well, I feel like that anyway. Do you, Zara? Don't I mean I? I can answer this if you don't. Have any like personal examples of, of that, feeling, hey. and how it maybe. If, if relevant it may have impacted that particular example or I mean so many <laughs> every class I went into that wasn't a ballet class especially really? at the beginning yeah like when I first started training I remember 
or here's a good example so when I started training they they stringed you into groups like Mm -hmm. you had groups one two and three and depending on your ability you were put in a certain group or whatever and I had we were doing streaming in our freshers week and I had like made peace with being in the the bottom set I was just I was so sure in my mind that that's where I was going to be and that's where I placed in in mm. the college and where I was training and then when I wasn't put in that set I was like so there was only like me a, f- a few first years and then the, everyone else in our class were second years because you were streamed with the other years mm. and I remember going into class with them being like I should not be here like these guys have been training for a year already and the first years that are in this class are all really good like I, I I'm out of my depth and I'm pretty sure that we had our first class together was contemporary which I'd never really done before properly I'd done bits of it but not really and then the second class I think was hip hop so I was like, <laughs> I should not be in here. And that, Quite contrasting in themselves anyway, those first two classes. Yeah. Right? But, yeah. I, that's that's a, another argument for another time. Because you got oh, okay. you got streamed in ballet and jazz. Tap was streamed separately. Right. That was a different thing. But ballet and jazz is what they looked at to see your like basic ability. So whatever level you were for ballet and jazz was what you were then put in for hip-hop and commercial and all that. Okay, interesting. So, <laughs> exactly. So, imposter syndrome, where I'm like, yeah, mm. okay, I like being at the ballet bar, but I hate. Why are you telling me to be funky? What's funky? What's cool? You know? <laughs> I don't get it. Um, it's, it's interesting, though, for, from my perspective, having seen you dance and seen old videos of you dancing, whatever it may be, you despite saying this and I think you'd still there's an element of you that would still say you don't necessarily hip hop's not your chosen yeah, style I'm or never going to go I'm never ever going to be a hip hopper but for me as someone with a less experience but a little experience I I don't see what you vocalise if that makes sense but I had to learn over time how to um blend in fake it till you make it I guess with mm. imposter syndrome and all that into that group so I feel like I can blag my way through it with the best of them but ask me to do a hip hop solo that everyone would be looking and be like uh, <laughs> well, turn your feet in darling <laughs> I mean it's interesting though isn't it because I guess when you say fake till you make it that's the element of performance is it not Definitely. in that instance you're actually <clears throat> you're turning up a different dial of your performance in order to, you know, make up what you believe is not there. Yeah. I will say as well, like, I think the the, the whole idea behind imposter syndrome and that story I just told is it's it's not true. Just because you think you believe you don't belong in there, wherever it is, it's not true. So the more you tell yourself... I, I don't. Mm-hmm. I'm not deserving of being in here. I'm mm-hmm. not blah blah. You, you've been put in there for that. You've had this opportunity for a reason. You've been put wherever you put for a reason with the people that are there, and you have a right to be there just as much as anyone else. Like yeah. when I'm, when no one's watching me, I am a much much better hip hop dancer or commercial dancer or whatever. I think I'm so funky. The minute someone's watching me, I'm mm-hmm. like, no, can't do it. It's like singing in the shower, isn't it? 
Well, no, I don't do that either. No, but you know, <laughs> the example of singing in the shower, everyone's mm. insane in the shower, you know? Because mm. it's a safe space, no one's there. People might be listening, but you don't really think about it because that's not what your head's at. Um, but I feel like that's a likened example for a mm. different f- faction of stuff. But I understand that. Um, it's that feeling of judgment, though, isn't it? But you're, what you're, I guess, doing is with imposter syndrome is self-judgment. The people, like I just said to you, I think you're good, you know? I don't see what Thanks. you... I don't see what you vocalise, is my point. So that judgment that you have for yourself, I don't reciprocate that. And I think, you know, depending on what you're doing and stuff, people will have varying and different opinions, but I think you never know what other people are thinking so Mm. just have fun with it I do think there's an element of so like obviously imposter syndrome it is about self judgement and self belief and Mm. self worth in a way like do you feel like you deserve to be there but then a huge element of that is what is everyone else going to think about me like do they not think I'm going to be deserving as well do they not like you know it is a very outward experience in a way even though it's your own beliefs about yourself it's an outward experience because it's like well why why do you believe you can't have what these people have or what Mm. you can't do what these people are doing you know Mm. yeah yeah it's very easy to say what I've just said I think as well it's just have fun with it (laughs) you know it's uh it makes me think of my third year showcase actually when I say that because I remember for me I decided that I've been training for three years this is our last kind of performance-esque thing mm. one of them um, and I decided, I said to myself you know, just in my head, I'm like I'm going to enjoy this because that's why I that's why I came here in the first place three years ago, that's mm. what I wanted to do uh, because I enjoy it, that's why I've come here, that's why I've trained and so that's what I'm going to do, I'm going to enjoy it and I did, I had a, had a really good time it was really good fun um, and I think in different regards, that made a difference to how I performed in those showcases mm. compared to some of my peers who were really nervous, which equally is really understandable because yeah. it's a showcase is generally, it's not, it's high pressure in the sense that you, we all have that pressure of, I want to leave with an agent, you know? And I think I somehow out of nowhere managed to block that out of my mind and just enjoy it. And I think that made a difference because yeah. I was able to give myself to the performance mm. rather than push myself to the performance I'm not saying either is right or wrong but I think they bring different things yeah it's an interesting way to think about it and I think maybe that correlates in different ways to different things so mm. something you have trained in and you're you you're somewhat good at already and you you like for example your showcase that's a perfect example to say okay well find the fun in that try and enjoy it don't it's not about mm. you trying to work out where you fit how if you're meant to be there blah blah, blah. just have fun so maybe for example if you were to go into a dance class your goal wouldn't be to have fun per se because you yeah. don't feel yeah. these different pressures but then to get your head out of that imposter syndrome sort of mindset you can change that to Okay, well, that's um, all I want to get out of this class is to work on my turns for myself. That's it. That's that's mm. your own goal. 
you you've suddenly taken yourself out of oh I'm not good enough to be here to I'm here for one reason and this is what I'm going to do mm. you know so yeah. whether it's finding the fun in things working on something for yourself making a new friend like I think setting a specific goal can really help you take your your brain like stop your brain from spiraling into I shouldn't be here I'm not good enough you're in control of it it's it's that's the yeah. thing isn't it I think with imposter syndrome you sort of feel like you're not in control or there's elements of that you yeah. know you turn up to because I think equally despite me telling that story there's definitely like you said there's definitely multiple instances of me being in a class or whatever so a workshop and having that feeling of oh my god I've got to do this that all these other people are doing and it says a monologue for example one by one I'm like I'm really not feeling confident in this I'm really not feeling like I understand what I'm saying or whatever mm. um and you shrink like that feeling of shrinking down into your chair and really not wanting to go and building it up and up and up like it's it's um hard mm. to hard to combat uh but I do agree with what you say I think if you set a goal whatever that may be even if it's just to get up and do it yeah uh, it can be something so simple big small whatever it is it puts you in the driving seat and I think it gives you something as well to later be like, yeah, I did that. Yeah. I, it's a it's a box ticked. You can... It, I think life is all about proving to your mind things it thinks it can't do because it can do anything, you know? Absolutely. I mean, you're only doing that to protect yourself at the end of the day. Imposter yeah. syndrome, not feeling good enough. It's like you don't want to risk anything because mm. you might risk failure. But within that, you're going to learn so much. Yeah. And you're going to progress and get experience and you can't I mean I think you just look around I feel like I might have said this before but you look at anything wherever you're sat right now you look at the lights or the TV if you're in the living room even you know the mug you're holding if you're drinking a tea as you should be with tea and a chat <laughs> um, someone's taken time and probably failed multiple times in order to make these things the way they are today yeah you know I mean, the first person who had a hot drink, in my mind, I imagine they might have put it into a cup with no handle and, like, pick it up, burn themselves, drop the drink. Do you know what I mean? There would have been a reason that people discovered and worked out to put handles on things. Or, gee, um, mm. It's a bit of a silly example, maybe, but... No, I was thinking, you still burn your mouth every time you drink it. <laughs> <laughs> Not worked that way. My out. point is <laughs> that failure... Um, leads to great things I agree generally you know you can't expect to achieve great things necessarily and this isn't a strict rule but you can't expect to achieve great things if you don't take the risks and if you're in the driving seat you can you can decide what those risks might be I agree and how quickly or slowly you want to progress but then even the saying that you know Nothing's fixed. You might end up discovering something totally different. You might go into a commercial class and discover that actually, oh my God, I want to be a videographer because I took someone's video for them at the end of the class and this is really cool. Do you know what I mean? Like, you have no idea what's going to happen. I went off on a bit of a tangent there, but nothing new there, darling. Yeah, well, um, I think one of the things we've got written down here. Is and we've done this before. Is to a bit like I said in my story of the showcase a second ago. Think about where you are now and where you have been before. 
because yeah. I can guarantee even within that journey before and now there may be moments of struggle and difficulty that you have faced but if you look back you'll be able to see progress yeah exactly it's like the black and white of it all when have you felt imposter syndrome before that there will have been a time in life whether you were little and you were making new friends or as you've got to become a teenager or an adult whatever there will have been times in your life where you feel like oh I don't know if I fit I don't know if I should I be here am I good enough to be here going to a job interview something like that so think about a time in your life previously where you felt imposter syndrome and think how did that work out you know nine times out of ten it's something good has come from it whether you've got the job or you've Mm -hmm. learned something through the process or you've made new friends whatever it is it's usually something good that's come out of it and I think our brain because it's trying to protect us is so wired to see what could go wrong and Mm. make you feel oh I'm not good enough so I should leave before I get hurt when actually you have to sort of parent your mind and remind it actually no we've done this before like we've we've felt this way before so come with me we're going to be fine we're going to try again you know you just I said it already but you get so much experience and it's character building you know to go through those processes and come out the other side I think it 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 develops you as a as a performer as a person Mm. and those risks and things that you do will become easier and probably bigger the more you do them. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think it's really important as well. When you do something where maybe not even necessarily imposter syndrome, I'm doing quotation marks, but like if you feel anxious and you do something anyway, if you if you if you do something where you inwardly have to give yourself that push to do it and be like, Yeah, I've got this, I'm strong, I can yeah celebrate that acknowledge that I'm not saying you have to throw a party I'm just saying mm-hmm. recognize it in yourself say I did that I absolutely it. get yourself a sweet treat treat yourself and then <laughs> <laughs> move on you I know? think that's good because we're also quick to negatively reinforce things mm. so to recognize the positives is very significant I mean I'm sure even for us as individuals this week I'm sure we can think of things that we've negatively reinforced about what's yeah. happened in our week Whereas there could have been positive things that happened that we might not be able to think about because we don't necessarily reinforce them. Yeah. Um, I mean, well, it's interesting, isn't it? I think another th- well, another thing we have written down here is trying to get to the root of it. I think this is the biggest thing with imposter syndrome, like to overcoming it, mm. is you you're not you, these thoughts aren't just random thoughts that have fallen into your head. You believe that you're not good enough, you're not deserving, you're not whatever for a reason. It's it's something you've been taught or told or you've learned from a situation before mm. and you've held on to that. Is <clears throat> Once again, I'm going to quote Christy Lee Manning. Hi, Christy, love you. You're the best. Go check her out. Um, but she always talks about how everything you know about yourself, you've learned from somewhere. Like mm. when you're born... You're not born believing you've got chubby ankles and that you're not good at making <laughs> friends. Sorry, that was so random. <laughs> that was I don't know. <laughs> but you're not. Like you cry when you want something, you're happy when you're happy, and you, you don't apologise for how you are, you just are. Simpler days. And, but it is, and then as time goes on, 
whether that be through school, through your family, mm. through whatever, you learn certain beliefs from other people. You start you get to boxed in a little bit. You get boxed in. Maybe there's like some bullying, or it can be anything. Mm. But over time, you sort of learn who you think you should be in order to fit in and not have the negative experiences you've had before. Yeah. So this is no different. When you are thinking, "Oh, I'm not good enough to be here," why? Challenge that thought. For I'll use this as an example. Um, imagine that you're a doctor, right? You've trained for how long do doctors train for? Like 112 <laughs> years, right? So you've, yeah, that's right. You've, you've been to uni for a long, long, long time, right? <laughs> and then you graduate and you're a student doctor, right? So mm-hmm. you you go into the the hospitals and stuff. You're a student doctor. They could look at that as I'm not as deserving to be here I'm not look at all these people that have done it for longer than me look at all these people who are more experienced on field like I've just been learning in a book I'm not blah 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 blah. completely disregarding the 112 years of study they've just done (laughs) to get to where they need to be you know like can go into anything like if you've got a new job and you're like oh but all these people have had more experience you've had to interview to be where you are I'm sure there's, yeah. there's a reason you're in there. They wouldn't have given you it, given you the job if they thought you couldn't do it. You, you can apply this to a hundred yeah. different... Anything. Anything. But my point is, is there's always a million genuine reasons for why you should be there. And there's rarely any reasons that are actually yours that you believe in why you shouldn't it's something you've learned from someone else Hmm. you know does that make sense yeah it does make sense so this is why i think this is sort of challenging your thoughts and asking yourself well why do i think that why what what evidence do i have to support the fact i should be here have i studied have i interviewed have i auditioned have i do you know what i mean have i Hmm. do i work hard am i do i have a positive mindset do i you know what i mean there's so much that you can back yourself up with to quiet those imposter syndrome It's almost like sometimes you need to read your own CV. Yeah. (laughs) You know, because when you're doing a CV or you're doing interview questions, you're selling yourself. Mm. And that, that's, you know... Exactly. Sell yourself. You know, you could do stuff and if you couldn't do stuff, you probably wouldn't be in the position of the fearful imposter syndrome moment. Mm. Because naturally, I think you would... Well, you're probably finding something else, maybe, but I, I don't know. I, you wouldn't even be close to it if you weren't capable of doing it. I guess is what I I'm agree. trying to say. It's not in your, in your thing, and I think as well saying that I was thinking about, um, like maybe people going to an audition and like having just graduated or whatever, and maybe their CVs not being as big as others or being as whatever, and like having having that mm. is a, an imposter syndrome yeah. thought. Yeah. But at the same time, whether they've they've been in the industry for years or they've just started, you've all done the same training. You've all worked your way into that room, you know? You've all... Got just as much chance as anybody yeah. else in there. And I think you're... The only thing that's going to stop you getting that job is believing that you can't have that job. Believing that someone mm-hmm. else deserves it more. Believing yeah. that, yeah. like... Go on there with your head held high, knowing what you can do, what you can offer, and if it's the right job for you, then you're going to get it, regardless of who else is in the room. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wise words, that. Why, thank you. I think that kind of... It's good, though, because it, this one of the last things we've got here is show up for yourself. Mm. Prove to yourself. 
you know, you can do anything. Mm. And and it is. It's 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 about backing yourself and having the self belief and trust in your in your abilities to go forward and do what you can do, do what you want to do. Yeah. I think we said it before, life's short, so go and do what you want to do. And and challenge yourself in all the wonderful, weird, whatever ways you want to do it. I always think you imagine being like an old man or an old lady, you know? Mm-hmm. God forbid, on our deathbed, like thinking about life. You're not gonna be like, Thank God I was so anxious then and I didn't go for it. Thank God. I really protect myself <laughs> by not going You're gonna think about all the times you pushed yourself and all the things you you know you got from that and were yeah. successful for you you're never gonna thank yourself for staying small because you're worried about not being good enough, you know. That's you don't want to get to the end of your life and think, I could have done more, I could have mm, I could Absolutely. Have. Like and as well, I think if if I look back on me having just graduated, like when I look back at old dance videos and stuff, oh my god, I thought I was rubbish. I thought I was so behind everyone else. I thought when I went into audition rooms, I was like imposter syndrome. Like I am not. I know I've done not my three worthy. years training, but I'm just not as good as these people. Like I'm just, I'm just not. And when I look at it now, I'm like, oh my god, if I had just gone in and been like, yeah, look what I have trained to do. I would have had a lot better outcome and a lot of additions because it was it was my own brain that was stopping mm-hmm. me, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it carries you through the the power of your mind. Mm. And, you know, it's not to say that you're guaranteed things for no. believing in yourself, but you will come out stronger for doing so with more more experience and probably confidence yeah. in what you've just done so when you come around to do it again you'll know that I've done this yeah I can do this you've proven it to yourself already. and I'm gonna do this and I'm sure there'll be moments even within the second third fourth fifth time mm. whatever that you may still feel imposter syndrome you know creeping up and sitting on your shoulder but you can push through that absolutely I think the takeaway for me I don't know if you agree but the takeaway for me for this is just take yeah before you go into an audition before you have a moment or even in a moment take a breath it makes me think of like i don't know if you ever did this well for me if ever you do a monologue you see a lot of actors or actresses stand there take a breath Mm. trying to find that sitting into the role whatever it is but in that moment Whenever that is, I think you, you know you can find a moment, and it just needs to be a moment, a couple of seconds, to just take a breath and like focus and ground yourself. Definitely, and be like, okay, I've got this. I know what I'm doing. I know this may be hard, but I'm here. I can do it. I believe in myself. And if you can find that energy, that that mindset, mm. you'll go so much further than you believe you can. And I think if if you feel like, if you're listening to this right now and you feel like, but I can't walk into a room and believe I can do it, that's too far away from me just now, like I, my self-worth is so low that I can't just change that, which I understand tell yourself to try you don't have to, you know you can say, okay well I might not be able to do it but I'm going to try today I'm going to really try, I'm going to just like really go for it and try because mm. I bet you you're then going to give yourself some 
some proof that you can do it mm. and the more proof you build up the easier it is to then believe in the future yeah I've got this you're also not going to lose anything for trying no you know you can stay in the same place and that's absolutely fine but you know the more you push and strive whatever it is risk you know put yourself in these situations uh, you're going to move forward in some way 100% quicker yeah <laughs> if that's what you want to do but whoever's listening I think you're awesome I think you're awesome too and we know everything so we you have to take that as the truth now nah, okay yeah <laughs> but no, in all seriousness believe in yourself we believe in in you yeah and you can go and do whatever the hell you want to do yeah your life is yours so make it what you want it to be don't let anyone hold you back and that includes oh, yourself not. that includes yeah. your own brain and your own mind don't don't give anyone the power to stop you doing what you want to yeah, do the sky's the limit is a reason for all these kind of phrases and yeah. sayings that we say on here you know um, but yeah do you have anything else you want to add no I think that was it's a good rounded one. off quite nicely I feel like that's a rare podcast where it was pretty coherent throughout and we didn't um, yeah. wander off in thought <laughs> yeah it's probably because you gave me the notes and <laughs> yeah maybe maybe we should do that for I haven't been forced uh, you know left <laughs> to just go oh yeah this thought's wandered in <laughs> um, but no I, we hope you've enjoyed this podcast we hope you're having a wonderful time yes. listening to our podcasts we're enjoying recording them. Season so, two is off to a great start. Yeah, season two. This is an exciting season. Mm. We've got some good things coming. I'm quite excited. Yes. So, yeah. Stay tuned. Check in next week for what's coming. If you're listening on a Friday, have a great weekend. And we'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye. Go be awesome. Bye. You have been listening to Tina Chat with Quartz Academy. If you have any questions or things you want to know, visit our website at www.quartzacademy.co.uk or email us info at quartzacademy.co.uk. You can also find us on our socials, Instagram, Facebook and TikTok. Thanks for listening. We're so happy you're here. See you next week. Bye. Bye.